1: Welcome to The Shit Show. For me, I
0: really like cold. What do you like about corn? It's
1: cold. <laughs> a big it has to <laughs> and I'm a beautiful- Kia ora, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Shit Show. Now, we woke up this morning, or I woke up this morning, to um, a few people tagging me, Nick, on Twitter in some news about Daniel Ricardo,
0: I was going to say, it's never a good sign when you wake up to people tagging you on Twitter.
1: Oh, shit, Nick. If you listen to um, Culture Vulture last week, you'll hear about an absolute raucous time I had being mentioned on Twitter the other day. But no, this was kind of a, it's kind of cute. This was a like, I need shit you should care about's opinion or I need the shit show's opinion on this. And I'm just like, bananas that we are now... Commentators on F1, particularly for me, makes sense for you.
0: Yeah, it does seem a little wild that you've pivoted straight to an F1 pundit.
1: Honestly, obsessed. Considering how new I am to the fandom,
0: how new and how Harry Styles focused, (laughs) you are as well. Yeah,
1: well, I guess it's kind of good because our whole thing is like, right? You can be multifaceted. You can be interested in a lot of things. Nick, I'm nearly finished. Drive to Survive. I'm trying to finish Drive to Survive so that by the time I go home to watch Spa, the Belgium Grand Prix, I'm all ready. And I was trying to do this thing where I watched Drive to Survive and then I went and read up the results of this year. But look, Curiosity got the cat. Is that what it's called? Cur-
0: curiosity killed the cat?
1: Oh, Curiosity killed the cat. And I went. I'm on the second to last episode, and I just had to know. So it was this big, You watched
0: evening. the last one?
1: No, I watched the second to last. Oh. One. Second to last. Um, and I just had to know how this year's racing was going. And Lewis Hamilton hasn't been slaying the boots in the house down like usual.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, look, Mercedes had some some troubles with their car early on. In the season, um, it wasn't quite the, you know, it, it wasn't quite the train on rails that the W11 and the W12 were, but they're getting there. Are
1: they different cars? Are they different cars? Well, it's like every
0: year they like, like make a new car sort of thing. Oh, right. And this year the regulations changed big time, so the cars look much different.
1: Oh, now I just, okay, really quickly, because I know that not all of you come to this for an F1 podcast and Nick is actually going to go into the Daniel Ricardo news very soon or I don't know, throughout this podcast at some point. But just some thoughts. Um, Max drives really like his life means little. Like, Max drives cray.
0: He drives well, though. Like, he he's fast. But...
1: Yes. He's fast. He drives cray. ass who has just been told that he's not having a seat um, in Mercedes for the upcoming year, obviously I'm a little behind, seems to be just such a good team player.
0: Oh, he's a legend. He's, he's oh. so nice.
1: And Toto obviously respects the shit out of him. Like they went and had lunch and he f- looked quite re- remorseful that he was letting go of. Um, Especially
0: when you saw like the job that he did for Lewis last year. Yeah. Like, once then- that, once it, Once, you know, the the switch was flicked and he had to go full teammate mode, he was like a legend, like Sergio was for Mac.
1: Is George Russell doing well for um, Mercedes? Uh,
0: Yeah, he's doing all right. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, he's doing well. As well as the car will let him, I guess. A couple podiums, no wins yet. Spoiler alert.
1: Spoilers, spoilers, spoiler alert, everyone. Okay, Nick, um, how's your week been?
0: It's been good. I've got like, you know, when you like pull the skin down by your thumb and it really hurts
1: yeah is that because of your nail yeah biting? i've got
0: that so that's not that cool oh you know just when you're working such a hard job you know your, your hands get all sort of not podcasting my other job this one's not that hard you know you scratch it on the tanks and things like that
1: oh you seem to fucking struggle with it
0: oh you little bitch
1: <laughs> it's not that easy podcasting's like
0: no it's actually not
1: speaking of um i'm gonna do a class on podcasting at Christchurch Uni during our Cisco road trip so if you go to Christchurch Uni and you take a podcasting class you're going to see this bitch
0: there were no podcasting classes when I was at Christchurch Uni
1: yeah I can tell
0: <laughs> it, would have been, it would have been really handy
1: well no who would have known that your sister would go on to make a podcast anyway
0: we're chaos we
1: are chaos okay so you've got a sore thumb um, and that's basically your way
0: <laughs> Yeah. And that's how my week's going. I've got a sore thumb. Cry me me a river.
1: Literally, no. i I'm. I feel like it's six a.m. and I'm just on no sympathy mode, no bullshit mode. Oh,
0: my car's been trapped at work all week because it was flooding.
1: Oh, okay. There's something new.
0: Yeah, the Audi's been high and dry at the winery because it keeps flooding all the time because it keeps raining so much.
1: That's actually intense. Have you been biking to work?
0: no because it's quite a long way. I've been. I've been catching a ride out with Phoebe.
1: That is irrelevant to everyone on the podcast.
0: <laughs> well, you can... Okay, segue. Speaking of flooding, oceans, water, Nick, look at your weirdest thing. It's got a water-based mammal.
1: Spe- oh, well, it does, but Nick, look, you know what? I was waiting for you to ask about how your podcasting co-host week was.
0: How was your week, Luz?
1: My week's been really good. As I mentioned, we're planning our Siska Roadie to hit all the unis. This morning, I'm going to a... 10 years of Cola event because of Lemmy's life.
0: Oh, sick.
1: I know. So Lemmy.
0: That,
1: uh, so everyone, um, I used to run this little Instagram account with a – it's going to mean fucking nothing, so I'm just going to go through it really quick – with a little bottle cap lid that was like a little smiling lemon. I also have it tattooed onto my foot. And I would just take photos of people standing behind this bottle cap lid and it was on behalf of Cola. They didn't ask me to. It was like they were then forced into – being like who the fuck is this person it's called lemmy's life you can still go and see it and yeah so today going to catch up with all the old homies now that i have a better social media account no lemmy's life's great but you should care about the shit show I can't, even better.
0: Lemmy, Lemmy's, life, Lemmy's life is awesome. That was like, Lemmy's life warped so Cisco could run.
1: Yeah. I feel like Lemmy's life on TikTok would actually be a vibe, but no, I can't do anything else. Nick, what I do want to hear about- You are
0: not going to talk about the
1: voyages? No. Okay. We'll talk about the voyages because it was really fun. We were like the youngest people in the room, Robes Liv and I, um, went to the Voyager Awards my award that I was up for was the very last award. So it was quite good for me, Nick, because I couldn't drink too much just on the off chance Perfect that we won.
0: They planned that.
1: I know. Um the the next thing is didn't win, but had an incredibly long and kind of awkward but really nice special mention like right before the winner was announced to the point where all these drunk people were coming up to me and the cameras were on me and they were being like, go up, go up and get your award. And I was like, no. Like people from Stuff, Nick, were like rubbing me on the shoulders like, well done, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bro, I didn't win. I didn't win.
0: I mean, hey, second place is still pretty good, lose.
1: Look, next second's just first to lose. <laughs>
0: That's a um, very F1 attitude of you. If you're not first, you're last.
1: I, w- I will say that um, so many people, it was kind of good tea that we didn't win. So many people came up to me afterwards being like, you should have won. You were robbed. Like the newspaper association or whatever, like just didn't feel like they could give it to you. They're not ready. And me, Ruby and Liv were just like, bro, we are just happy to be here. We do not care. Yeah, we're just
0: happy, <laughs> we're just happy to be in the room. Honestly,
1: but – um. There's probably a little bit of truth to that. I mean, they, they have no um, categories, Nick, for, for any of the digital media landscape, I don't think. They have one podcasting category, and the one that won has like two episodes that have been released. They've got no newsletter category when so many of New Zealand's media is now, you know, working in newsletters. They've got no community building, like social media. I actually, I did the nerdy um, survey that you can do afterwards. Because I was thinking the whole time, this is just not built for the media that we actually work in. So.
0: Was it anonymous? Because they're going to know it was you.
1: Yeah. And so, like... Honestly, get me in for some consulting. Pay me. Like, Nah, Um, it wasn't anonymous. Should
0: we we start the voyages too?
1: (laughs) That's what I said to um, the people from the spin-off that I went with, or some of them. I was like, honestly, maybe we should just start our own voyages that aren't run by a newspaper association. The travellers. The travellers. Yeah, true. The sinkers. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, we've teased Nick's weirdest thing of the internet and I want to get to it, so shall we?
0: My weirdest thing... And the headline, the headline says everything you really need to know. Um, seal breaks into New Zealand home, traumatizes cat, and hangs out on couch. Um, so a curious young seal has been returned to the sea after breaking into a New Zealand home up in, up in Mount Maunganui. Um, it harassed the resident cat. and hung about in the hallway for a couple of hours while the children slept upstairs. And miracu- miraculously, it didn't ruin anything. So I think that's <laughs> the biggest surprise. <laughs> like, um, God. So the owner of the house, Phil Ross, who happens to be a marine biologist, which is, you know, kind of appropriate, said it was unfortunate he was the only one not home at the time. The big <laughs> joke is that this this is really the only family emergency where it could be useful to have a marine <laughs> biologist in the house. He said, I really missed my time to shine.
1: <laughs> he sounds like such a fucking G.
0: He sounds so funny. Um... Coco the cat had like scarpered to the neighbour's house um, and apparently on returning to its own home, it refused to go downstairs because it was, in quotes, clearly pretty traumatised. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever smelt a seal. Oh. Me and Lucy have, not particularly going to smell seals, but like- <laughs> <laughs> Nick
1: and I, our childhood pastime was just walking up to the Yeah, our
0: family okay. holidays, would just go down to the seal colonies and just sniff them. <laughs> no but even in the car driving past they're pretty fucking potent um but i was gonna say they they would i mean apparently it didn't ruin anything miraculously um but i'd be putting a couple of bucks on them needing to bring in the old rug doctor (laughs) to get a piss smell out of the couch cushions
1: (laughs) 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 that is like honestly some of your best work like i'm i shit you not that's fucking hilarious
0: thank you I didn't even make it up either that's true
1: yeah I can't believe it's true someone actually sent that to me and then the others are uh, in response to one of the newsletters and I just hadn't even had time to make sense of it so thank god you've come on here and explained it to
0: me. Me. Speaking of not making sense of things, corn song. That's what you've written, corn song.
1: <laughs> so everyone who everyone who needs to know will know. Um, Nick, my weirdest thing on the internet, slash also my favourite thing on the internet right now, is that corn song of that little guy talking about corn and then um, it's been turned into a Bon Ivor-ish song. What? What?
0: I was going to say, like, Schmoyo song, not Bon Iver. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bon Iver, sorry everyone, I, I probably got that wrong. Um, well, Nick, it's just the backing vocals, just they're the giving. Um, for everyone that hasn't heard the song, Ruby is going to insert it here, because I know she also loves it and wants any chance to listen.
0: I thought you were going to sing it.
1: No, we have a no-singing policy.
0: For me, I really like corn. What do you like about corn? It's, it's cold.
1: cold. It's corn. A big lump of knobs. It has the juice. It has the juice. And the thing, it's cold. it's corn. It's <laughs> A big lump of noms, It's got the juice. It's got the juice.
0: It gives very like anyway. n- early 2010s YouTube slash Vine energy. I think.
1: Oh, it's just iconic. Anyway, that's my that's my weirdest thing. My non-weirdest thing, my first story, okay, both of my stories, Squish, are about how it's really just not a good week to be a woman in just any position, in any position of power or like just any type of employment um, at this point. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bad time to be employed if you're a it's woman. Bad to is be that what employed. you're trying to say?
1: <laughs> so my first story, my first story, Nick, is about an Indian teacher who, she's anonymous, but she lost her job because of some photos on Instagram. So this, um, again, was sent to me by someone in the newsletter, but then the BBC reported on it the next day. So, um, <laughs> the newsletter, this person. Broke the story for me before the BBC. Love that. Anyway, Nick, an associate professor an associate professor at a university in Kolkata in India said that she has lost her job for having photos of herself on Instagram in a bikini. So what happened was apparently the father of one of this teacher's male students laid a complaint to the uni after he found his son looking at photos of this teacher on Instagram.
0: Wait, it was a university? Yeah,
1: it was a university. What? Um, and then after receiving the complaint, the university got together a group of men and women, like a committee, and they passed these screenshots of her around um, and made her like confirm that it was her. Now... Not that it matters because you're absolutely allowed to post any photos of yourself on any social media, you know, go off, live your truth. but these photos, first of all, they were just Instagram stories, which means they're there for 24 hours, but they have they must have been screenshot um, of her in a swimsuit two-piece. and they were posted two months before she even started working at the uni. So like what? Like, sorry. Who gives a fuck? Like, uh, Anyway, so she said to the BBC, I was asked, why did you even do it? As a woman, don't you think it's objectionable? As a professor, isn't it your duty to society to conduct yourself appropriately? Don't you know that women have a dress code? They told me that I was bringing disrepute and shame to the university. I was asked if my parents were on Instagram and if they'd seen those pictures. I felt nauseous and traumatised. So... She was made after that to, like, write an apology to the committee. And then when she wrote an apology, the vice chancellor said that the board had already unanimously recommended her dismissal. He said, your photographs have gone viral. Most students have seen them and they will not take you seriously and parents would complain. So it would be better if she resigned voluntarily. Um, The university have, of course, denied this, but she has lodged a complete, uh, lodged a p- police complaint, sent a legal notice to the university and she's accused him of defamation and demanded about $12.4 million US in compensation, Squash.
0: Hell yeah, get your money. What a load of shit.
1: That is such a load of shit, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That's like, just... What's, the, I mean, what's going on? Like... <laughs>
1: Oh, it's just, sorry, but Nick, if you post photos um in a bikini, you personally, you are not allowed oh, I won't to be. get on this mic and say anything because like no, everything just you're throwing us into disrepute, Dal.
0: It would bring disrepute to the to the show and no one would take me seriously, which I feel like kind of would be true if I posted photos of me in a bikini, um no one would take That's me seriously. Queen. But
1: Now, Nick, did you just merge the word disrespect and disrepute and say disrespute
0: um i don't know but i hope i did because
1: oh is disrespute a
0: word did i say that
1: yeah but it's cool it's no
0: i was talking about um resputin resputin um (laughs) i was just disresputinful
1: okay anyway um squish Your first story, can we start with Danny Rick, Daniel Ricciardo?
0: Ooh, Daniel Rick, throwing in the curveball. Yes, yes, we can talk about Mr. Ricciardo. Um, So this morning, before I jumped on the podcast, I did my usual half-awake Twitter scroll, um, and I saw that McLaren had decided to drop, I mean, it was probably the the worst-kept secret in Formula 1, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, they to be, to be to be totally truthful with you. Um <laughs> I was not surprised. But yeah, um McLaren posted a press release pretty like straight up and down. Like um Yeah. Oh this is one of the one of the lines from it. Daniel joined McLaren Racing in twenty twenty one and has enjoyed some racing highlights during his time with the team. It gives off very, like, of all the drivers we've had in our history, he was certainly one of them, sort of energy. <laughs> like
1: Yeah, it's it's giving he, we could lose him and we don't. Yeah, really
0: it's mind. like, uh, I don't know, really give a shit. Um, but yeah, he posted a video on Twitter and even though like he still had his massive, big, like, Danny Rick smile on his face, you could tell that he was pretty gutted. Um, so this is... How he started it. Um, I wanted to sh- share some news. It's not great. It's bittersweet for sure, but I think it's best you hear it from me. Um, 2022 will be my last year with McLaren. Um, it hasn't worked the way we wanted, so the team's decided to make a change for next year. Uh... Yeah, it sounds like he's still weighing up his options for next year. There are a couple of seats around, like Williams and Haas and Alpine, seem to be the leading contenders. Mm-hmm. He sounded pretty somber and pretty sad about it all, which is fair enough. I don't. No one knows how much how many bags he's you know gotten gotten out of the whole deal but people
1: really rally behind daniel ricardo as well like the sentiment
0: yeah well i mean it's hard not to really like he's such an affable friendly oh, character so it's like and you you'll want to be like drawn to those sort of people uh, and he is still a good driver but that, yeah. yeah the mclaren not not good enough
1: wouldn't it be good if he came he went and raced for alpine and then he bet PS3. Yeah. Is PS3 PS3's with McLaren I?
0: Um well, I mean they haven't or announced Zeno. it, but oh, it, okay. All signs point to it, to be honest.
1: Oh, oh Danny Rick. Now, just on some non Formula One but still Danny Rick news. Did you know that he was producing he was executive producing a Hulu show?
0: Hulu. Um,
1: a Holo Show. <laughs> Chloe no. <laughs>
0: um <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah, I did know that. I didn't know much about it. Like, I knew he was doing it. And Lewis Hamilton is doing something with um, Apple and Tom Cruise.
1: Oh, and Tom Cruise. Holy fuck. I
0: think think that's right, isn't it? Like, that Formula One thing. I don't know. All of the F1 drivers. Well, not all of them, actually. Just two of them, I guess. (laughs) It seems weird that they're both doing it.
1: But everyone wants to jump on that streaming bandwagon, eh? Yeah. Oh, well, look. Everyone, we'll keep you updated as per because we're now also an F1 podcast. Nick... I'm going to give you another story about um, women just simply existing in the world and not really being allowed to. Have you heard about Finland's prime minister?
0: Yes, I have.
1: And it's like, okay, so Finland's prime minister, Sanna Main, she's 36 years old. She is just young woman, really, really big job, but still living her life. So she has been facing criticism after um, there were some videos that appeared on where else, social media, um, of her dancing at a party with friends and, like, you know, just having a good time in a VIP room in a club in Helsinki. She naturally has come under fire by, I don't know, anyone who wants to have a say about anything, which, which is everyone with a social media account. And people have just been saying, like, the stupidest shit, like, that her having fun or her dancing or her going out with her friends has tainted her personal and political judgement like delegitimized the good work that she does you know it's it's giving it's giving when we post harry styles and we used to get people in our dms being like this means that we can't trust anything else you say like it's just
0: it's it's like your classic your classic line like two things can be true at once like
1: yeah yeah, except for, of course, she is the Prime Minister so has a much bigger job and lots more critics um, than us. We're definitely... Yeah, you're
0: not trying to compare yourself to the Finnish Prime Minister at all, but... Uh... <laughs>
1: definitely not trying to compare ourselves to the Finnish PM. Anyway, Sana came out to defend herself by saying, I did nothing but dance, sing, hug my friends and drink alcohol. I hope that in the year 2022 it's accepted that even decision makers dance, sing and go to parties. And literally squish... So true, also, if you had led the country from twenty nineteen to now, like like you deserve a drink of all people in a boogie,
0: oh yeah, definitely, well, I mean, it's just intru- well, it's not just interesting, but Boris Johnson was literally holding parties in his in in his office yes, in the middle of twenty twenty. He was, he, even he wasn't held to the same sort of criticism that, that Sam is being held to right now. Like, I know. come on.
1: It's, it's that classic thing where if the standards that you already hold in your head for someone are low, you get away with so much more. It's like, Yeah. we see it all the time. Even people doing partnerships with like companies that sort of maybe aren't it. And then we'll go into a partnership with like a pretty good, Pretty good company, and it will be like, I can't believe you're doing like working with these people, blah blah blah. And it's just because if you hold yourself to a high standard, you've got way higher to fall. And Boris Johnson, he was just,
0: yeah, he was he was basically tripping over the uh, doorstep.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, Nick, a cool thing though is that women um in Finland and beyond have been coming out in support of Sana. They've been posting videos online of themselves partying to show their solidarity. They've been like, you know. Being wild on Maine to show solidarity with that girl and
0: Has- hashtag sesh for sana.
1: hashtag sesh for sana, hashtag sink for sana. <laughs> Anyway, it's actually hashtag solidarity with Sana. Much, much more, um, much more legitimate. Nick, if we were politicians, dare I say?
0: Yeah, fair enough. We don't want to bring disrepute to it.
1: Disrepute obsessed obsessed okay squish um your second story doll
0: yeah my one's not super happy
1: but you're ending with a good news story aren't you so
0: oh yeah 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 yeah
1: sit tight for that so
0: i'll start by saying a lot of this is paraphrased from a really good new york times article that um a friend sent me so i'd highly recommend going and having a read of that but anyway um over the weekend freya the famous walrus that has been making a home for itself in the norwegian marina of oslofjord was executed by the Norwegian Directorate of Fisheries using, quote, bullets that suit this mission. Oh. A lot of the um, language used by the Norwegians, Norwegian officials is really, like, blunt and direct, and I think it makes this whole um, saga seem way more... Um, What's the opposite of remorseful? Yeah, heartless, I guess.
1: I wonder if it's down to the translation as well, you know, how you can sometimes lose um, emotion in translation, but anyway.
0: Freya was drawn to the marina in the summer um, for a couple of different reasons, but mainly she's a walrus, and walruses love sitting on ice. There isn't much ice around in the summer these days, due to, you know, climate change, but fancy white yachts look a lot like icebergs to a walrus, so... um, she was drawn to sitting on them because, you know, walruses <laughs> are designed to <laughs> sit on big white things. So anyway, according to a marina worker, also she's like, she was super famous on TikTok. Like even before TikTok, she has been sighted all around, like the North Sea. Like she was she was a well known <laughs> walrus, according to a marina worker who called the authorities to come and guard Freya, um, in Oslofjord. Four nice guys from the Norwegian director of fisheries came over to help. Um, they ate muscles together and shared a laugh over a close-up video one of the men took of the walrus, you know, like shimmying into the boat that the marina employee then scored to the Louis Thoreau I Want to See You Wiggle Wiggle song. So if the next bit wasn't so sad, it would seem like they had a really wholesome, nice day, right? Like they shared muscles with Freya and then laughed and hang out. So that evening, after their lovely day out with Freya, they executed her, covered her body in a tarp.
1: It's your delivery for me.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, it's, I want to be Blunt. And, yeah, like, it's a tragedy, which it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they covered her body in a tarp, cut the ropes of the boat, towed away their victim and brought the boat back, in the morning, empty and clean, without a trace. The day after Freya arrived, half-frozen to a nearby lab. It's into pieces, said Nut Madsline, a senior scientist in the Department of Health Surveillance at the Norwegian... Well, I could have made that a little bit freaking. Well, concise. Uh, it's <laughs> into pieces, said <laughs> Nat Madslin, a senior scientist uh, at the Norwegian Vet Institute. So you will not recognize that this is a walrus anymore. That is the way we do it. So again, like, I'm not sure if it's just the Norwegian way of speaking, but it just seems so harsh. Mm, um, it does seem harsh. Lekve, a spokesman for the Norwegian Director of Fisheries, Said in the end, we couldn't see any other options. She was in an area that wasn't natural to her, which I don't know. Doesn't seem like a good enough reason just to go and you know. Uh, yeah, there's a
1: hashtag thing called hashtag relocation.
0: Yeah, or hashtag wait just for a little bit, and she'll probably swim away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, sad. I'd recommend going and reading like the full article because it goes into way more depth, and especially this last mm-hmm. bit. Um, but it goes on to describe how the Norwegian community, like not only known for like Nobel Peace Prizes, but also sinister murder mysteries, is like pretty torn especially i I feel bad saying something but i also feel bad saying someone especially on something as high profile and loved Mm -hmm. as freya and her like full-on international following and this bit is almost the worst bit the procedures dictate that the rest of freya be dissolved with lye in a big pot and i mean a really big pot which is a quote the end product is kind of a gel so after all that they had to say that freya got like dissolved in a pot.
1: No, no, it's just like It's the most the delivery and the story and it's
0: just Why did you do that to Freya? Maybe the, maybe I feel like it I feel like a child saying, "Oh yeah, the 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 cat ran away." But they didn't they didn't have to say that she was dissolved into a pot and is now kind of a gel.
1: No, cuz it's a pretty shit story, but um Please tell me you have a good news story for
0: us. I do, of course, I do. I'm just trying to relive my my July, you know, France and bikes. So France's government has increased the size of the subsidy it offers to people who trade in their gas powered cars for electric bikes, up to as much as four thousand euros per person. Fuck. So yeah, you can in France you can go and trade in your little Citroen and um, trade it for an e bike. So that's pretty cool. The money is meant to incentivise people to ditch their polluting modes of transport in favour of cleaner, more environmentally friendly alternatives. So people who live in low-income households and low-emission urban zones that trade in their cars are eligible for the full €4,000 subsidy. That's a lot. €4,000. Yeah. That's six and a half grand New Zealand.
1: Yeah. And... Honestly, I'm looking for an e-bike right now, and they're not cheap, but for six and a half grand, I could trade in my car and just use an e-bike.
0: You could get a pretty bitchin' e-bike with six and a half grand. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, pretty cool. And then, I mean, it'll be perfect in like cities like Paris it's and you know great. the bigger cities where you don't need to travel 15 kilometers yeah. to the bakery.
1: We should bring something in like that in New Zealand.
0: Yeah, we should, but New Zealanders just hate bikes, hate cyclists. We,
1: no, no. I don't think all New Zealanders... Could you
0: imagine the texts into the sun?
1: I almost would want it just for the content. That would be a really good column for us. Um, so that is a great news story. And Squish, um, on that note, it's been a very topsy-turvy, is that the same topsy-turvy episode? Actually, I feel like, no, it's mostly been bad news. And then you've given one nice little yeah. shred of hope at the end.
0: Yeah, just to just to get you through your day.
1: Just to get you through your day, um, everyone. If you liked this, then you'll really love our TikTok. Nah, if you like, or you will. If you like this, you should probably go rate it. You should. I, I would say you should follow the shit show Instagram, but you might get one post every <laughs> every two weeks or every week. Or have you been active on it at the moment?
0: Scott? I posted something about Andrew Tate. He got banned from. Um, he got oh, banned yeah. from using the HP M two eight uh, three color jet printer, which I think quite a lot of people took took that seriously.
1: Oh yeah, because no context, no context question. Um,
0: no context. Well, when they say HP or the HP M two eighty three color jet printer was the fourth major platform after TikTok. <laughs> facebook and instagram i feel like that should be maybe it's just my humor
1: that's but, really funny I, no, I think that's funny too okay well look if you want more humor like that go follow the shit show if you want more quality comedy come read the daily oh, news oh come on um, and if you want to see you should, should care about sort of in person uh, in october stay tuned because we're doing a roadie across the country and I don't know, maybe you'll see us, maybe we'll just be in all these places under the cover of darkness. Who knows Lucy
0: decided she wanted a massive a massive birthday road trip holiday week.
1: <laughs> no, it's after my birthday. Oh. But my birthday's on the fifth. So you know?
0: Siska's birthday present to Lucy is a road trip.
1: <laughs> is Lucy driving, making all the content, content, talking at all the places and getting no sleep? <laughs> nah. Can I come? She loves it. No, you can't come. Okay. Thank you, as always, for listening. Come and be a Cisco supporter if that's something you feel inclined to do. And we shall see you next week.
0: Bye.